0: Prepare the way of the... your baby boy would give sight to a blind man. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm the storm with his hand? Did you know Is Lord of all creation Mary did you know That your baby boy Would one day rule the nations Did you know That your baby boy Is heaven's perfect land? Child on you holding is the great
1: May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our reading is from Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is God's word for God's people.
2: Be to God. This morning, I have the great privilege of giving part of a sermon about waiting. Um, the theme will be Waiting is not easy, but it's worth it in the end. Jean-Jacques Rousseau once said, Patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. I've been out of the youth program here for a while, but I can remember one time while in the program when I had to wait for something that most of us take for granted, a shower. When I was in high school, I went with a group of the youth from here and some adult chaperones on a day-long service trip to Tijuana to build a home for those in need. A lot of what I remember from that trip was hard work. Hard work building and construction and hard work trying not to be affected by the winds and dust storms kicking up in the area. I spent a lot of time talking with local residents about their lives and culture. I was being taught in ways that I had never been taught before. I grew in understanding, humility, and diligence and flourished in his ways. And I walked in the paths of empathy, thoughtfulness, and persistence. As the day continued on, I noticed that the dust and the dirt from the storms were sticking to my sweaty skin, and eventually every inch of my skin that didn't have clothes on it was caked in dirt. My skin became dry and itchy, and I started to cough. Despite that, I was determined to not let my journey be tainted. I was thoroughly enjoying myself, feeling enriched by all of the new international experiences, as well as meeting and helping people and walking in the light of God. In the back of my mind, I kept thinking about how much I needed a shower but I knew I just had to be patient. On our way back after our long prosperous day, I felt renewed and energized by the overall experience, but also impatient and anxiety-filled by the dirt on my skin. We stopped for dinner on our way back, and when we went to the restroom to wash up before eating, I viciously scrubbed both of my arms for many minutes. Once I got home, my mother made me hose my legs off before coming inside. I laugh about it now as it made all the sense in the world since I was so dirty, but in the moment I was not a happy camper being sprayed with cold hose water. Now that I think about it, I got my shower in pieces that day. Part of it at the restaurant, part of it outside of the home, and part of it inside in the shower. Thinking back about that experience, I had to ask myself, what all did I really learn? I certainly walked in and learned God's ways. Your edition, unquestionably, is internally useful for both Christians and non Christians alike, because there's so much to know of God. This is one of the many ways that we can learn about ourselves, but also become more tolerant of ourselves. We can all benefit from continued teaching and exhortation, but patience is the key to this. And the sweet fruit that will be right, that will be ready for us is definitely worth the wait. Waiting is not easy, but it's worth it in the end. Thank you.
3: If if you look around, it's clear that we've begun Advent, and today is that first day. Um, Advent means coming, and uh, as we enter into this season of the church, we look forward to the coming of Christ, who arrives to us as a small, helpless babe. The infant Jesus may have looked like any other human, but as many would discover, he would become the fulfillment of God's promised Messiah. The people of Israel had long been waiting for God to make good on his promises for a new future. But as we heard in Adrian's message, waiting is not easy, even if it is worth it in the end. We were reminded in today's scripture that there is a difference between the kind of waiting where we just simply hope for the best and the kind of waiting where we have reason to believe that there are good things on the road ahead It's not that we are certain of everything that is to come or even what it looks like, but in Advent, God calls us to trust Him. Advent is an expectant waiting. We wait with anticipation, and anticipation involves a little faith. I think to some extent that's the story of our youth program. I think to some extent that the story of our church, we... uh, don't have the finished product in front of us, but we believe that God is working through it, and we believe that God has a purpose and a plan. And when I was in high school, I was a part of, I went to a uh, program called Young Life. Some of you may be familiar with it, some of you may not, but Young Life is a uh, parachurch ministry, and they uh, especially reach out to high school students who maybe might not find themselves walking into a church, but might be down for uh, some snacks and some games and um, some fellowship. And the Young Life leaders at my high, uh, in my area had access, well, had access to our high school. Um, they worked with the high school to be able to come at lunchtime, and they would sit down with me and my friends and uh, check in with us, ask us how our cross-country meet went, or uh, how life was going, um, what things are going, you know, what kind of questions are rolling out, rolling around in our head these these days, and um, they were just mentors for us. Um, sometimes I wasn't always excited to see them because I knew they'd ask me if I was coming to Young Life that night, but um, none, nonetheless, they were always there. They were steady. They were um, consistent. I still remember their names, Brent and Austin, and they had to trust that what they were pouring out into my life and to others um, would lead to something, and they, I, I just haven't talked to them since. They probably don't even know I work in a church, but they had to trust that what they were, the mentorship that they were offering uh, was going to um, lead to something great. That's something that we do um, that's something that we trust God with with our youth program, and we have a great legacy uh, with our youth program here. Many incredible leaders, uh, youth directors, volunteers. Um, some of them are among us. Nancy's here. She, she led for 20 years, um, but there are so many that I couldn't even begin to count, but Brian and Tom and Rick, Boyd driving the bus, and Eric, and many, many, many others Um, I think back to, I think of all the work trips that we've done in the past and still do today, the rambles and all of the community service reaching out to our community. I haven't always gotten it right, and um, sometimes youth have given me honest feedback to help me see my blind spots and recognize where I haven't gotten it right, and I'm thankful for that as they walk along trusting God through this process with me. Anticipation involves a little faith, but it's worth it in the end.
4: Hello. (laughs) Okay, so um, a month or two ago, the flooring in my family's house got replaced because there was warping in the wood. So we found that this is because when it rained, Water would get under the foundation of the house and evaporate, causing the floorboards to get bubbles and warp. And so, as we all know, this last week has been quite rainy, and so we wanted to prevent the flooring catastrophe that had plagued our house before. So, to prepare for this, my dad decided to make my brother and I dig trenches in the backyard all day Saturday. (laughs) The lesson here, besides the fact that I should get out of the house days before it rains, is that preparation is essential success in life. Now, I'm currently a senior in high school, and so that means I'm working on and submitting various college applications. Although it may be the season of celebration and togetherness for everybody else, for high school seniors, it's a time of debilitating stress and overwhelming anxiety. You can laugh at our pain. Since I knew that I would have have to do college applications this fall, my mother decided to have me write my UC application essays over summer so I could get a jump start on my applications. So I got to spend my last weeks in summer writing college essays, which was loads of fun. <laughs> Even though the essays were a pain in the neck, now that school has started and I have all my classes, I have way more time to watch cute dog videos and look at memes online. Yeah. But seriously, finishing those essays early made the entire application process so much easier now that I see what a lot of other kids are going through, doing homework and athletics and college apps all at the same time. So when John asked me to write this part of the sermon, I jumped at the opportunity because I haven't written enough 300-word essays in the last couple months. (laughs) The message that John asked me to write on is the importance of preparation and its long-term payoff. Writing this sermon has caused me to reflect on my own life, and has made me see how important preparation is and what it has done for me, which is something I wouldn't have realized otherwise. In today's passage, God has asked the people of Jerusalem to prepare themselves for a renewed world, for God's vision of how the mountain of Zion was meant to shine, transforming the archetypal city of Jerusalem as an example of perfect civilization without war or conflict. God also calls upon us to prepare ourselves as examples of kindness and compassion. This kind of attitude and behavior can greatly affect those around us, bringing them closer to God. I now ask you, the congregation, to reflect on how you have prepared yourselves and how it has benefited you and those around you. Now our world is filled with division and conflict, and it's our job as Christians to prepare ourselves as beacons of kindness that bring people closer together. Sometimes preparation can be difficult, but it's always worth it in the end. Thank you.